Well, hello, everyone. My name is Kevin Rognes, and I'm the Discipleship Director here at Faith Covenant Church. I'm really excited that you would be watching this today or listening, whether you're on YouTube or any of the major podcasting platforms. I'm just really grateful that you would take uh, the time to join me today. Um, if you are not yet subscribed to our podcast, we strongly recommend that you do that just to make sure that you're always getting uh, the content that we put out on a weekly basis. And it's our hope that at some point you would leave a review to let us know how we're doing and to let others know if it's worth watching or not. So if you ever have any questions, comments, or things that you want us to cover in the podcast, please let me know. I would love to hear from you. My email address is listed in the episode description, so please do that. Um, if you don't want to find that, uh, that email address is just my uh, first initial and last name, so krognes at faithcovenant.org. That's K-R-O-G-N-E-S-S at faithcovenant.org. So please make use of that. I would love to hear from you. Today is a really straightforward episode. It's not going to be uh, a very long one. It's just me sharing some insights that um, God has been leading me to in Scripture as I've been going through Scripture recently. Um, I think it's really important that we share these kinds of things with each other. You don't have to be a pastor or a theologian or have some sort of fancy Bible degree to share these kinds of uh, insights with one another. So, um, Anytime you have some epiphany that you're seeing in scripture, that you're reading and you're saying, wow, I've never thought of it that way, share it with someone, share it with us. Um, I would love it if you would want to come on the podcast, even if you wanted and share it. But even if you don't want to do that, um, we would love it if you were sharing these kinds of insights with your family, with your loved ones, and uh, with anyone who may benefit from that. That's part of what discipleship is, is just sharing what we're learning as we go through Scripture. So, with that, I'm going to go into uh, a passage that I was in recently during my own devotions, uh, which is Genesis chapter 17. And uh, to kind of set the scene a little bit, uh, obviously there's a lot going on in Genesis, um, but basically, uh, Abraham, or Abram, start over, uh, Abram, is a man who is eventually named Abraham, actually in this passage that we'll look at today. Um, but initially, his name is Abram. And prior to what we're getting to today, um, he was somebody that um, knew God and was faithful to God. He was serving God in a variety of ways, and God was already working in miraculous ways in his life. Um, but we have yet to see some of the most miraculous stories that Abraham, or Abram as he's known so far, um, has yet to experience. So he has yet to have his son Isaac with his wife Sarah. He has had a son um, with his slave, um, his son being Ishmael. Um, but that God still has more to do in Abram's life, who later becomes Abraham. So, um, yeah, I'm just going to pick up reading here. In the beginning of chapter 17, I'm just going to share um, what's kind of been blowing my mind about these passages um, in the last few days. So, starting at uh, verse 1 of chapter 17 in Genesis. When Abram was 99 years old, pretty old, <laughs> when Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to him saying, I am God Almighty. Live in my presence 
and be blameless. I will set up my covenant between me and you, and I will multiply you greatly. Even just that, those first two sentences that God said just kind of really blew my mind when I was reading through this recently, where he just says, I am God Almighty. It's a really big introduction. I am God Almighty. That's huge. <laughs> but then the next thing he says, live in my presence. That's it. Live in my presence. That's just such a beautiful invitation. The God who is almighty just says, live in my presence. Wow. <laughs> what a huge invitation that is to Abram. And really, that's an invitation that's extended to all of us. We'll maybe get into that a little bit later. But that's the invitation that Abram is given in this passage. Just live in my presence. The God who is almighty just wants Abram to live in his presence. God is wanting relationship with Abram and really with all of God's people, with all of us. So God says, live in my presence and be blameless. That be blameless part is a little bit more challenging, certainly. Uh, us humans don't always do that very well. But still, overall, the invitation is just to live in God's presence. And then God is going to set up a covenant. So it continues in verse 2, I'll set up a covenant, I'll multiply you greatly, etc. And then for the next several verses from chapter, uh, from verse 3 to verse 8, God just starts saying a list of things that he is going to do. God says, I'm going to establish a covenant, an agreement between uh, the two of us. The first thing you do is just live in my presence. And now here's all the things that I'm going to do. So um, verse 3 says, Abram fell face down and God spoke with him. And here's the part where God lists the things that he is going to do, starting in verse 4. As for me, here is my covenant with you. You will become the father of many nations. Your name will no longer be Abram. Your name will be Abraham. For I will make you the father of many nations. I will make you extremely fruitful and will make nations and kings come from you. I will confirm my covenant that is between me and you and your future offspring throughout their generations. It is a permanent covenant to be your God and the God of your offspring after you. And to you and your future offspring, I will give the land where you are residing, all the land of Canaan, as a permanent possession, and I will be their God. Wow. <laughs> this is a whole lot of God doing things, working to be in relationship with Abraham, as he's now known, and Abraham's descendants. Entire nations are going to come from Abraham. So God is saying, I'm going to do all of these things. I am going to multiply your descendants. I am going to give them a land to live in. I am going to be their God. I am doing all of these things in order to constantly be in relationship with you. It's incredible. God is doing so much. And at this point, what is Abraham being asked to do? Again, not much. Just live in my presence. That's it. Just be with God. Incredible. 
Then in verses uh, 9 through 14, it does get into some pieces about what Abraham and his people, uh, particularly the males, are supposed to do. Um, I'm not going to read all of it um, simply because uh, it gets a little repetitive, um, but basically in it, it says that God asks Abraham and his male descendants to be circumcised. And if you don't know what that is, that's a talk for another day and probably not with me. But um, that circumcision is part of the covenant. It's a part of how um, this people that is going to stem from Abraham is to show God their devotion to God and their commitment to keeping God's word. It's a pretty uh, straightforward thing, not necessarily easy, (laughs) um, particularly if uh, you're not a baby when this happens. Uh, However, it's simply a sign of covenant and a sign of outward devotion to God. And so then God continues to uh, say some more things about what God is going to do. God renames Abraham's wife from Sarai to Sarah and promises that even though she's 90 years old, he is going to allow her to become pregnant and to have a child, which at 90 years old, even back then, was probably physiologically impossible. So again, all of these things are things that God is doing. So here in this passage, from the start, we have God setting up a covenant. And again, a covenant is kind of an agreement of how two parties are going to interact. God is setting up a covenant between himself and with the people that he has chosen, the descendants of Abraham. And on God's side of the covenant, God is saying, I am going to do all these things. I am going to make you a great nation. I'm going to multiply you. Kings are going to come out of your line. God is doing a lot of work. What's asked of Abraham and of us in this covenant? Again, it's just going back to that live in my presence. That's it. Sometimes we put so many other things, so much baggage on top of what it means to live a godly life and to be a Christian. And certainly there's a lot of practical things that we have to think through. But ultimately, what we're called to do is just live in God's presence. What's striking to me about that as I was reading through this was that God's doing a lot of work on his end, but God is also working on our end to enable us and to support us in living in God's presence. So not only is God doing a whole lot of work on his end to have this relationship with us, with God's people, he's also doing work on our end to support us in fulfilling our part of the covenant. I'm uh, There's lots of passages that point to that, um, but one that I was thinking especially of Uh, comes up in John 15, where Jesus is uh, speaking with his uh, 12 disciples, and he's talking about uh, the vine and the branches. So I'm just going to read a little bit here, um, starting with uh, verse 1 of chapter 15, where Jesus says, I am the true vine, and my father is the gardener. Every branch in me that does not produce fruit, he removes, and he prunes every branch that produces fruit, so that it will produce fruit. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. And here's 
Here's where it gets very similar to what was just talked about in Genesis 17. Verse 4 says, Remain in me, and I in you. Remain in me, and I in you. So in Genesis 17, what God says was, Live in my presence. Very similar to here in John where it says, Remain in me, just be with me. But what's different here in John is that Jesus is also remaining in us. So as we are living in God's presence, God is living in our presence and seeking to help us to be with God. It's incredible. And elsewhere, um, there are so many passages about the Holy Spirit that describe the Holy Spirit in so many different ways. Um, I've, uh, Pastor Brad always talks about the Holy Spirit as being God's personal presence in our lives. And that's, I think, a really beautiful definition. Um, there's also so many different words that, the ho- that is used to describe the Holy Spirit and the role of the Holy Spirit um, throughout Scripture. You have words like an advocate, which is kind of a legal uh, implication in some ways. Um, this idea of God is speaking on our behalf and seeking good on our behalf. Um, counselor, someone who like wa- helps you and walks you through things and that you can kind of bounce ideas off of. Helper, um, comforter. All of these words are describing the Holy Spirit. They are God's personal presence in our life helping us, well, helping us to what? Helping us remain in God. Helping us live in God's presence, as it says in Genesis 17. So what I see here in Genesis, starting there, but also throughout the witness of Scripture, is God is consistently working so hard, basically doing everything possible, just to have relationship with us. With Abraham, certainly, as it says in Genesis 17, but also with you and me. God is working on really both sides to be in relationship with us. God is working on his own side to love on us, to give us grace, to fulfill the promises that he has given us in Scripture. But then he's also working on our side, on our behalf, to help us be just in God's presence. It's incredible. And what that kind of shows is just how much God loves us. It almost feels desperate the way that God is continually working from so many different angles just to have a strong relationship with us. God is essentially doing as much as possible to help people with free will to just love him and be in relationship with him. It's incredible that, again, what God started off saying to Abram was, I am God Almighty. Almighty. (laughs) That's a really, really big word. And yet that God who is Almighty is so desperately working just to be in relationship with us. That's incredible. That's kind of been blowing my mind in the last couple of days, and I just, I was like, I have to share this. So I'm thankful that I have this platform to be able to share some of these kinds of observations. Um, But I want you to realize that you have your platforms too. 
I'm not saying that you have to go online and record something and do it that way, but you have platforms in your daily lives with your loved ones, with family members, with friends, coworkers, whatever the case may be. You have these platforms to share your insights with Scripture. When we do that, when we share these kinds of insights, it builds up the body of Christ, and that is what we're called to do. We're called to encourage one another, to edify one another, and just support one another as we walk about our lives following Christ. So, with all that said, well, actually, no, I just don't have much more to say than that. Um, I just wanted to share an example of uh, the way that God has been working in my life as I read through Scripture, and I am very confident that you have your your own examples and your own stories of that. So um, I hope this is just an example that helps you to share the insights that you are getting from Scripture as you walk with Christ. So thank you very much for listening. Uh, once again, I just hope that... Uh, you interact with us and let us know what we can do to support you and what we can do to make this podcast edifying and useful for you. Um, And I just hope that you have a wonderful and blessed day.